Oh man, welcome back to the Gray Space. I'm Zeke. That is Dre. Yepers. And we are back with another fire interview for you guys this week. Yes, yes, yes. But before we get into it, y'all know what to do. Make sure you subscribe to become part of the tribe. Do us right. Hit that like and comment because you are loving the content. Now, we got a special guest in the building. That we do, man. That we do. And uh, this one came as a little surprise. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and, and that's always a good time. It's always a good time when you're not looking for it, but it pulls up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Our guest today is a young entrepreneur out of Phoenix by way of Cleveland, Ohio. He's been a club owner, brand ambassador, music artist, amongst so many other things. His story past has contributed to his ongoing success today. Uh, He's looking to build with intent and purpose, and that's why he pulled up. He's here to tell his story on the only place stories originate. Please welcome, as he gets himself situated, Tom Meek to the gray space. What's yeah, good, Tom Meek? Yeah, man. Welcome. Peace welcome, to the guys. Welcome. Peace to the queens. What up with that boy? What that boy doing? Shout out to Drake. Shout out to Zeke. I appreciate you brothers having me. Yeah, man. We appreciate you coming through. Um, appreciate that. You know, you, you hit us up, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and say, hey, man, uh, I, I like what you guys are doing, and we always appreciate that, True you know indeed. what I'm saying, and uh, and, and made some made some room in the schedule, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and 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 I gotta be honest, you know, uh, I had prepared for something totally different, but I'm glad we're gonna go the lane that we're mm-hmm. going down today. Mm-hmm. Amen um, to that. Amen to that. As, as we got on the the, the pre conversation, and if anybody knows, the pre conversation and the post conversation. Damn near be better than the actual <laughs> podcast, right? Like that's how it normally yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. It's organic. It's organic. And it organic. And spit. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, l- let's get into it. Let's do it. Um, as we as we were talking uh, before we got on camera, um, you you've got a lot of things going on. A lot, a lot of things. Um, a lot of things that you're working on, and a lot of things that you're looking forward to. Um, True. But I, I, I always like for our guest out there is is the origin story. True, and True. Uh, basically working out of Phoenix now, right? Hustling True. out of Phoenix, uh, you know, building your building your brand, building your business. But you're originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And for those, there's Cleveland. Always feels like one of those places where if you know, you know. You know, you know. But if you don't know, you really don't know. You don't know. And so talk, well talk to us um, a little bit about some of those early years and how that contributed to you um, becoming a, a, a young entrepreneur. True indeed. True indeed. Well, first and foremost, all glory to God, to the most off everything. Yes, sir. God and, you know, who we need in our lives as far as that spiritual space, whoever people align to i respect everybody yeah i respect everything under the sun as above so below so within so without so we got to give you know blessings to our ancestors for being here for sure Um, and to start off at the top to layer it the energy was so so organic and i love how y'all move and operate because the people seeing this at this level the pre-post story was these are real men and real brothers getting it in rocking and rolling as Mm -hmm. a unit yes sir and how i came about it was it was a lot of different vibes that I seen, different okay. interviews, different podcasts that I seen y'all do and it was the energy. And I was like, "Wow, I really want to be a part of that and I really want to lock in with that." And it just felt right. 
Okay, um, appreciate that. My man. favorite color is gray. I'm a big New Balance head, so it just made sense. It felt good okay. at that level. <laughs> but we all know that the gray space sometimes is that gray area where you can, hey, honey, I'm going out. I may be home by 12, two type like. Right, know, right, right, gray, right, you know, right, right. You know, yeah. a fact. I got a yeah. B plus. I'm okay. Right, I needed right. an A. I got a C. I made it, you know. Right. But sincerely, that gray space is universal throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Where we know that that's a comfortable area, and that's why it's so awesome. Um, but how you guys interact and how you make it real was something I salute. So I'm excited about this, and I hope that the energy that I bring um, allows other people to be real with you guys and come and vibe out because that's how I got here. I've seen good dudes and good people come up here and really rock out. And like y'all said, great, batting 100%, 1,000%. So it's like good energy. So I appreciate, appreciate y'all it, coming yeah. and allowing me to that. rock and roll. And they, they made me comfortable. They held me down. The hospitality been, you know, A1. So I salute y'all. Appreciate it. Um, and at that level, it's just a blessing to be here and just be able to, you know, stand on business and represent not only myself as a man, but my mom, my family, who I am, you know, everywhere I've been in my life. And, you know, you're a man before you're anything else. So we got to start there. Yeah. Hey, Cleveland, Ohio is an incredible place. Okay. Um, named after an individual who in politics is Cleveland and that's where it's at and they say the mistake by the lake but that's just you know here nor there but that's what a lot of people adhere to when you look at industrial cities up north northeast you just look at it as a hard place because of the fact that there's four seasons out here in Phoenix is beautiful weather. Y'all went to high school in 80 degrees with the vibes. Right, right, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. I mean, me going to high school at 80 degrees, no no snow, just vibing. How can you be mad? Right. You're going to wake up, ah, the sun, I'm sure. But also <laughs> that rain, that snow, it hardens you. It make you strong. It yep. make you love life. It make you endure more. Okay. And Cleveland is a beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah. The Four Seasons is incredible. A lot of beautiful people out there, a lot of great vibes out there um, my family is out there and um, I love and honor them every way I shape the right way as I can mm-hmm. by just doing right bomb and I'm not perfect on no means but I try to stay solid and be solid and the origins of my story is very very unique um, my father was born and raised in Cleveland he was a marine okay. he passed away um, I was raised by my mom and my stepdad my mom is a beautiful woman rest you know shout out to my mom rest in peace to my grandmother Hella, and uh, rest in peace to my father but my mom right now, she um, deserves everybody's prayers. I know it's going to be after a while, but right now she's going through some uh, cancer. Uh, let me say this in the right level. Seizure therapy reviews where they induce seizures. So even being at this podcast right gotcha. now from last night to right now, they're inducing seizures to monitor how she adheres to that so they can you know, up or down her medicine. So even having that on my heart is still real in life. And I only say that because if anybody listening to this and going through that, my prayers and my blessings are with you because she's so strong. Same here. So, so strong. And I love her. She's my best friend. And, um, you know, one thing about my mother and who I am, she loves, you know, the fact that she was born in Cleveland, my father and everybody else. I got a lot of brothers and sisters. And Cleveland is such a beautiful place. A lot of good people come from out of there. A lot of great people from Cleveland are down here. I grew up in, uh, I don't want to say a ghetto or hood of Cleveland, so I'm going to just call it and use universal words because I don't like to give notations to anything negative. Okay. So I'm going to say I grew up in Cleveland. 
and I grew up in a very humble part, a very cultured part. And um, I always was blessed with the opportunity to see life at a different level where it's like, this is a blessing. Let's get it. Okay. And um, my mother grew up. My father grew up in 60s, 70s. As you know, I was born in the 80s. And um, my mother and my father, they worked really, really hard to provide for us. And to me, being in the street and seeing them elevate and cultivate and get to that next level was a blessing. Okay. So I always lived a life where I want to honor and respect them. You know, growing up for me, I wanted to learn how to read and write. I thought that was the most beautiful thing in the world to be able to learn how to read and write. And it sounds, let's say, so wild to say that. Right. But at the end of the day, I grew up with multimillionaires in the street, super, super doing whatever they was going to do. We're not going. But it's just like you think about it. They geniuses at every level. And the fact that they couldn't even read or write, but they multimillionaires intrigued me and it motivated me. And it made me yearn for that level of life where it was real. Gotcha. You know, because my mom and dad grew up when sometimes at the end of the day, teenage years was into segregation mm-hmm. and then my grandmothers grew up in a, a level of life in the 30s and the 40s and 50s where it was totally different and then right. you go back that generation and then it's totally different so we don't cry and complain at any level now you just own your actions get to it hold it down and count your blessings and one thing for sure as a black woman as a black queen she always instilled to do right by life you do right by life life does right by you mm-hmm. from my grandmother to my father my stepdad is my heart. He's my best friend. His name is Charles. My mother's name is Charlie. And they always, I feel like I'm the favorite. No, I love you, Dame, Bud, Godfrey, Wendy. I love y'all, but <laughs> I feel like I'm the favorite, right? Right, right. But humbly, I say that because I just love my parents so much because I've seen the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And my dad used to get up every day, 4 o'clock in the morning, to make it happen. Okay. My stepdad was an incredible man. He's he's still around. He's still with my mom right there by our side. They're at the hospital doing their thing. So, again, shout out to them. But my mom and dad were very, very real. My dad humbled himself and, and submitted to my mom, and they submitted to each other. But he allowed her to be who she wanted to be. So my mom was an entrepreneur, hustler. She became a black footballer and opened up one of the biggest um, companies in Cleveland when I was in a kid in the street. Okay. And she wanted the best for us. So she sacrificed, she hustled, and she refused to allow us to grow up in the hood in the ghetto. And what's crazy about this, so real, my mom grew up in the projects. Right. In the projects. Okay. In the projects. In the projects. Okay. My grandmother had her oldest daughter when she was a teenager. Okay. So by the time my grandmother was 17, 18, 19, 20, she was a grown woman being able to move throughout the world yeah. and just vibing and winning. Kids, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that motivation led to every motivation and my family is so strong in their will that I got a lot of hustlers and a lot of real leaders in my family skills Brandon Raynell my first cousin's name is Raynell he has one of the biggest churches east of the Mississippi right in Cleveland Ohio called the word church so I seen him manifest you know go under God's toolage go under God's leadership and manifest to this highest level okay and so I always honor and respect my family because Again, they honor and respect me at every level. They okay. love what I'm doing. I love what they're doing. But humble beginnings, to sum it up, is I grew up in a ghetto. I grew up in the street. I knew I was educated at a very young age, and I wanted to learn how to read and write because I didn't want to not know how to read and write because I thought that was the secret to success. Yeah. Go figure. Reading and writing. Right. right. So I educated myself very, very humbly by just listening and paying attention and being real. And I was a smart dude. I was a hustler. And being in the street don't mean you're a gangster, street nigga every time. You got to be that. You got to be a man. But a real man is going to hold his own. So you could be a hustler. You could be a, a super gangster. You can be a super street dude. And uh, the you know the mentality obviously has changed throughout the process with yeah, for the sure. music and the culture and things like that. 100%. But one thing I want to say on this level is my mom and my dad introduced me to soul music at a very young age. Okay. My grandmother. And that motivated me to highest levels. My Favorite artist is Bobby Blue Bland. 
and just growing up in the streets and living it, you don't always want to hear it. Right. So my love for entertainment and my love for music started with my brother, and he was dialed in in the music game early in the game, early, okay. early, 16, 17, 18, and we were still kids. And then it, it transformed into, you know, humbly what we see today. But my mom was a hustler. She was an entrepreneur. She made it happen for us, and she never let us want a day in our life, her and my stepdad, and I honored that. So okay. when I got 11, 12, I really wanted to jump off the porch and do my thing. So I was always locked in, and I knew God had a calling on my life where I was going to be something special. Okay. And I say that humbly because now I'm at this level of life. Prior to you, you don't want to say left and right, like I'm Superman, I'm this or that, because that's like, whoa, stay humble. Right. But at this level, you got to earn it. So when I earned it and I was able to put that, the numbers on the board, yep. now I can stand on that business. So 12, 13, 14, I was respectfully, if we're going to talk our talk and just get into it, rich as fuck, I got it in. Made sure I took care of my mom and my dad. They was getting money. I was getting money. We did what we had to do. Okay. I had real conversations with my mom. Like, hey, I know who I am. I know what I'm not. I'm, you know? Yeah. God me. Love me. Honor me. Respect me. And never talk back to my mom. I always was respectful. Never got in trouble. Did what I had to do. Got great grades. But I was also heavy, grinding, hustling, doing what I got to do. I left out of my mom's house and got my own spot. 17. Okay. Graduated high school, no problems, had my own money, did my own thing, took care of my parents the right way, never gave her any troubles, anything like that. Went to college, Ohio University, did my thing, stayed humble, stayed consistent. I had a great mentorship in my sister, who's an incredible woman. Okay. Never wanted to disrespect a woman or hurt a woman because of my mom and my dad and my sister. Yeah. So throughout high school, I was known as a, a higher level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The kid, the prom king, the kid that was going to hold it down and get to it. And it was always about humbling myself and being real. Now, through trials and tribulations, I'm not perfect. You know, you take some, you, you win mm -hmm. some, you give some, and yeah. that's life. Mm -hmm. For sure. And then throughout the process of it, and I'm going to be honest, nobody ever knows this story. My mother did whatever she could to get me out the streets and stop me in the streets. But at some level, it was like, I got to embrace that. And I got a big hood in my city. It's called Dove Park, Dove Avenue. And that's where we really grew up at. And that's where I was from. I grew up there. I was born on La Matier, Lotus, and all those other places off 116th and, and that area. So I was endowed in that area. My mom from the projects. My dad was from the projects. My but They called the project. You know, and Cleveland is, you know, up the way, down the way. And it's just like my father from the projects. My mother went to East Tech, which okay. is a notorious school in Cleveland. My dad went to, my stepdad went to John Hay. My father went to, you know, East Tech and other schools. So in Cleveland, we love life. When you're a kid, you're not looking at it being a ghetto. You're not looking at it as being a hood. You're just looking at life. Amen. And my mother knew that she had to do what she had to do. And my auntie and my uncles, we just did what we had to do. So we had some great mentors in our life that motivated us and took care of us and always made us Understand and love who he was. Tommy, so, I mean, real, real quick, because I, I don't, I don't want this to 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 go by the wayside. Go. Um, you speak a lot about your mom. Um, That's my heart. Yeah, and and, and I can heart. hear it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? As as it's it's like wherever you, it's like no matter where you go, it always goes back to moms. Um, and I want to go back to something you you said that um, she started her own business. True. Very early. True. Um, True. And and to be, you know, in those times, right, to be a, a young black woman starting her own business. True. Um, in in the neighborhood, right? True. Um, that that that's important because we don't see that today. We don't see a lot of. We we just don't. We don't see a lot of people owning businesses within our neighborhoods, right? Of course not. So. You you kind of touched on it, but but 
really speak to how important that was for you because I feel like that was almost the way the way you kind of explained it was that was the thing that you saw. It was like my mom's everybody's like everybody's working, everybody's grinding, everybody's hustling. We got the streets, we got but but when moms did it, when moms was like, "Okay, here we go." How did that affect like was that the thing that that you really saw that was like, oh, "Okay, well, if moms can do it, going through everything that she's going through raising us, dealing with all this other stuff, was that the thing that kind of put the battery in your back, so to speak?" I love that. I love how you worded that. I love how you put that together. I love that. Um, this is my first podcast, so it's very organic. So everything that I'm doing and saying is from the heart. I like the hiccups, the fuck up. So I love the characteristics of fucking up because I like to be real. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate y'all allowing me to be real. Yeah. These are great questions. Um, there was a moment in my life, and this is from the heart, that I looked at my mom and I thought I had the greatest woman ever created. Okay. And we were sitting in a car. And I love my mom like no tomorrow. And uh-huh. I look just like my grandmother. So I look like my mom, but I also look like my grandmother. And... um this is a day that I will never forget. My mom had a successful business with a great partner. Her name was Renee. Rest in peace, Renee. We love you. We miss you. And uh, we were in the car, and my mother was at a job fair. I was maybe, let's say I was 9 or 10. Okay. She was at a job fair, and I was her right-hand man with her because I wouldn't let her go nowhere by herself. My dad was working at the crib, taking care of business. He just got off, taking care of my brothers and sisters. And I wanted to go with my mom to hand out flyers, which I didn't know at the time that's what we was doing, but we went and hand out flyers, and we did that two days in a row. So I did it with her. So what I'm saying to you is we went to a job fair that I didn't know. With my mom, we just kicking it, and she printed flyers. My dad did the designs on neon paper flyers. Okay. Now, now the mentality, this is in the 90s. Right. They made flyers. No Instagram, no IG, mm. no social media. Mm. Right. <laughs> right. This is Cleveland, Ohio, the ghetto. Right. We're in a, a Jewish community. Cleveland has a lot of Jewish communities, and we respect every walk of knife because nothing is different. We all the same. But we were in a Jewish community just to set the tone. She's in a black woman, a chocolate black woman, amen, and she has a stack of flyers, and she's handing out the flyers to different people. The business that my mom ran was teaching people how to do phlebotomy, blood work, uh, so they can be able to get hired to make money, and then that way they can get their nurses and they take the next okay. step. Because sometimes when you want to go to school and better yourself, there's no capital, there's no underground right. to get off the porch. So my mother was handing out flyers to people coming in and out of the job fair. Now, my mentality was like, I'm seeing my mother hand out flyers, but what turned my life into something special was I seen some people throwing the flyers on the ground. And as a kid, you're not understanding why that's happening because you're thinking like, whoa. But mentally, spiritually, I understood because it's like, okay, that's not for them. And they're just doing that just because they're not trying to hurt her. They're just handing out flyers. Right. But what I tell you is, is that she handed out flyers. And I would say she got so many people to be a part of her business and vibe in that she changed lives. Okay. And we're talking about her vision led to them having a vision to say, hey, you can't get a job. You walking out frustrated. And a woman walked out frustrated and she said, here you go. She's like, I can't do this. You know, I know who you is, Cherry. You're a great woman, but I don't know how to do this. I can barely take care of my kids. I don't have them skill sets. I can barely read and write. Business aside, let me help you. Woman to woman, sisterhood. Amen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it manifested. So her business is so special because she is teaching men and women how to make money for themselves the right way through medicine and through other beautiful things. And I seen it with my own eyes. I was there every day and it was a blessing. Her entrepreneurial spirit, her entrepreneurial 
changed into me going into real estate and mortgages. Um, fast forward, 18, 19, I'm a big fish in the, what I was doing out in the East Coast getting it in. She picked me up from jail one day. She drove nine hours to Philadelphia and got me from jail. You know wow. what I'm saying? Okay. Bounded me out. Um, no questions asked. That's my best friend. So my mother is my heart. So I'm on the phone with her. What's understood ain't got to be explained because it's already understood. Right. Amen. So we right. get into it with her, and that's my heart. But she came and picked me up from jail. I didn't even ask her. And the humbleness in me, I was like, I, I, I'm going to get out regardless. But she put up the money first and was like, hey, I'm going to come and get you out. Got me. We jumped in the car. And she's like, yeah, I got this new business. I'm about to open up a mortgage company and do mortgages. And I'm thinking to myself, whatever. Okay. I'm, no, no. Not in the sense of like whatever. But I'm thinking to myself like, I don't know what that is, but I'm going right. to figure it out. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking while we're driving back from Philly to Cleveland. Ten hours. She drove up. Like, no, I'm going to get my son. I got him. Right. right. We driving all the way back. And I'm, I'm on the back. I'm on my phone researching. I'm okay. Like, okay, so this is what this is. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, you need to get out the street. You're getting some money. You need to buy you some houses. You need to make sure you're still in school. Do, 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 do. Boom, 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 boom. Right. So long story short, she opened up a mortgage company, another business investment. Mm-hmm. And uh, she did that in Columbus, Ohio. And I was so motivated by that. She opened up one in Cleveland that she started doing that. She wanted to be a part of that. Okay. And me and my mom got a great relationship where if I'm not going to do right by her or any woman, I'm not going to go in. Right. So she had her business partner come and get me in the hood one time. I was in the street in the hood and on Dove, me, Tez, D, everybody. We down there having fun, shooting dice or whatever. And one of her business partners, we met with him and he wanted me to join the business and do this and do that. And I was like, man, come on, get out of it. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, fall back. <laughs> right. He was like, all right, I like your son. Guess what? She's like, where your son at? He in the hood. He drove to the hood, hopped out the car. Now, kid you not, hopped out the car, suit on. You seeing a dude hop out of car. A German car with a suit on. Right. You already you, know what time you, you, it is. You already know what time it is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you put me <laughs> yeah. on the game, right? She put me on the game. I wound up buying a house, jumping into the real estate game and the mortgage game. And it's been an opportunity to feed myself and my family legally the right way. And that game, we transformed into different opportunities and different investments because real estate is the love of life because that's how you feed your family and create generational wealth. Right. And that's real. Not an iPhone, not Turo. I respect everybody hustles and what they're doing, but a machine is a machine. Yep. Real estate is real investment. So long story short, she got me. She got me into the real estate game when I was like nineteen, twenty, and we've been rocking and rolling ever since. Okay. And to this day, she was the first one to buy a bar, do a club. She's an incredible woman, but I also got to give credit to her because she inspires something beautiful, which is my cousin, Pastor Ari Vernon, Doctor Ari Vernon, the Word Church. She inspired him to open up a church. He okay. became an ordained pastor at twenty twenty one, and he has one of the biggest churches in, you know, in in the world. And for what it's worth. Probably gross revenue is hundreds of millions. He's really a real man doing real things. And he's my right-hand man. He's my first cousin. And he doing it for the love of God and just mm-hmm. giving back to the community throughout Cleveland, throughout the world. And she inspired that. Her family inspired that. His father inspired that. Okay. But it come from that level of love. Okay. You know? Yeah. Is, so. you, is your mom still in Cleveland? No. Right, I moved my Yeah, I moved my mom back to Cleveland right now. Yeah, she's in Cleveland she's right now. She's in Cleveland? Yeah. I, I brung her down here and got a crib for her down here. But mm-hmm. then when COVID happened, we moved her back so she can be closer to the family. Gotcha. Her and my dad. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, so okay, we, we, we've got, I feel like we've got Cleveland pretty much covered. We okay. got Cleveland pretty much covered. Okay, we might we might jump back. We might jump hey, back. We to might it. jump Who back knows? into it. But let's talk about that transition. Like what? What was? I hate this word, the inspiration. But what? What was the motivation behind moving? I all like I'm, I'm always curious, right? right? Moving from that to Arizona, 
a buck oh five, buck fifteen. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I like, with, like, man. like, <laughs> like the winters is damn near y'all springs and summers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, at, at oh, least okay, the right. falls are. You know okay, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Winter, winters get a little cold, but super cold. But I'm saying, I'm saying Slushy out rain. here, like when it's when it's eighty something, that's like that, that's summertime in Cleveland. True. Right? True. Maybe True. not as a recent. It's been hot everywhere. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere been yeah, hot. Yeah. It's been, it's been, it's been but, it's but what would, what when for, uh first of all, when did you move down? Mm-hmm. And then uh what was the reasoning behind it? Mm. Um this is incredible because even building with women and trying to date women, they'd be like, What's your story? Tell me your story. Okay. Going, you know what I'm saying? And God is good in my life. I'm pulling up, I'm showing up, I'm showing up, I'm gonna do my thing. Um and it's just like you know, even at this level, being articulate and carrying myself the right way, a lot of, I hate to say it, but a lot of people don't do it, so I got to speak on it because we need to hear this, that we have to be real to people. We have to be respectful to people, opening up doors for people. I don't think any sin is bigger than the next, so if you don't open up a door for somebody, you're an asshole, black, right. blue, bright, or brown. That's right. right. And as men, we got to humble ourselves. And uh, rest in peace to my brothers, Tez and D. I wanted to do something special with my life. I knew in my life that I could rap really good, I can do music really good, but for some reason, it was to me, growing up in the street, like the music motivated people at a certain monotone, a certain low chakra, where that low self, we have to elevate. I wanted to elevate to the highest level. So I wanted to challenge myself and get into the corporate world. You know, and at my level of life, I, I challenged myself and said, "I want to do this." Okay. And mortgages and real estate was my, my was not only my bread and butter, but you know, I was always an entrepreneur and hustler, but it's just like I gotta do something corporate because I want to see my mother say, "Okay, he did this, he did that." Right. So the motivation came from my mom, Dukes, in regards to like just moving around the world in the city. So before I got in the city of Phoenix, I was kind of in Cleveland, had a house in Cleveland, bought a house when I was young. I, I bought two houses before I turned twenty-one. Okay. Uh, not that that mean anything in particular, but I just motivated and did it with the help of my mom. So I did that. I knew I could move and operate and move how I wanted to move. Um, I was a big fish in the city of Cleveland, doing my thing, holding it down. Um, face car strong, took everything on the chin, put everything on the table, rock and roll through it. Me and my right hand man, Skillies, we was getting it in. Tez and everybody, Buns, we was all just getting it in. And I got to show them some love. And uh, at my level, growing up, in a cultured environment where my mother respectfully had me at two different levels, I knew that I can win in any city. I can win in any okay. level of hood. That's so true. Phoenix came about because I wanted to really buy my mom and my dad a house out here, and I wanted them to be able to sit back, relax, smoke weed, vibe out. My mom had fibromyalgia, so I wanted her to be in the warm weather. I studied Phoenix. I, I studied the name Phoenix, Arizona, Zion. I'm a very intricate, you know, intellectual person and we get into it but my mind is very sharp and God chose me for a higher level so I studied it I manifested I prayed about it I put it together Um, I was on the phone with one of my brodies and we was chopping it up building and I was like you know what I'm gonna come out there and vibe out and and check it out and um, it just so happens the next day it was an opportunity that came to me and I took advantage of it like Okay. okay boom 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 let's go get it and so I came out here and I seen a corporate opportunity and I was like you know what I really want to learn how to do this and put it together didn't know how to go about it didn't know what I wanted to do I knew the real estate game but we was buying and flipping houses I knew the mortgage game but I wanted to dive into both of them at the same time so it was an opportunity that I wanted to manifest out here because I feel like I can build a business so I came out here initially and I would say 2009 and was moving and grooving 
moving and just checking everything out. Two thousand and nine. That's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's in, that, and, and I don't mean to cut you off, but that's interesting because of the timing of that. Mm-hmm. True. Because of a year prior to that, right? Is now the Re- breakdown the of the economy is the right. recession, right? Mm-hmm. So remember, I said I studied it. Right. Phoenix was the number one appraisal value state next to Maryland in okay. the country. So I seen a market in 2005, six in the street, super in the street, super. So like, it's like I'm at that level where like every move is calculated real. And, you know, big fish is like, okay, my hood love me. They doing their thing. Everybody rocking and rolling. And we just solid. Okay. So it's a brotherhood. So right. like moving out the city or doing anything, it's like, bro, we, bro, we, you know, it's like I wanted to do it for the for the hood too. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 2008, I seen the economy come down. Right. Paid attention to it. So I was like, okay, 2009 to 2010, I need to make my move. All glory to God. I had some good brothers out here. And I was like, I'm going to come out, hang out with y'all, build with y'all. And so I fell in love with the weather. Amen. Mm-hmm. Now in Cleveland, 80 degrees, 90 degrees would be like 110 here. Right. Because of the humidity. Right. And it's four seasons in Cleveland. And in Cleveland, when it's snow, it also rains. So you got slushy snow. You get mm-hmm. in a fist fight, somebody punch you in the face, you punch somebody, your nose is frozen. And they did the Christmas movie in Cleveland. So it's vibes in Cleveland. Right. But you love it. <laughs> right. I love the snow. I love the snow. I love it. Okay. I love the fall. I love the winter. I love being outside. But I moved out here. I wanted to buy my mom and dad a house. So I manifested. I grinded it out. 2010, 2011, 2012, I grinded it out. And uh, one day broke my heart. 2013, my brothers was murdered. Tez and D, they was murdered. They was taken from us. And I don't like to say murder, but I like to let them know the the who are we looking at the world, the society, and future people that's going to look at this and manifest this. It was real. It was murder. But I say that not in a negative sense, but it was murder. But I don't like to use the word murder. I don't like to coin anything that's negative. So I say that. So I say they was taken from us. Now they was murdered, but they was taken from us. Okay. Amen. And it was in a way that was in an accident it was in real life okay so long story short the day that that happened was the day that i was at a high level in my career corporate world where and this is real life so nobody knows this so we had a story where it's like okay it was a thursday may 2nd 2013 i was coined or crowned like top dog for what i was doing top dog top dog so i was we took we went out to celebrate having a good time, scotch, cigars, we vibing, big blunts, we vibing, spending some money, vibing, we kicking it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Now, long story short, after that whole night, my phone dead, go home, and the intricate part about that is I woke up and my brothers was gone. Mm -hmm. Now, from 2010 to 2013, I was back and forth, and I had officially moved down to Phoenix and got a house out here um, in 2012, and I was here for like a year, and the day that they was murdered, it broke my heart, clearly. Had to boss up, man up, and just humble myself. And then the next day, I thought to myself, okay, hey, my best friends is gone. And uh, what do I do now? So Mm. I moved back to Ohio at the bottom of 2013 to be with my mom and dad because I wanted to be with them and show them some love Mm -hmm. because I had already earned all of my stripes out here and did everything I wanted to do. So my mom was going through fibromyalgia, so I moved back out to Cleveland, got a house out there and wanted to vibe with them. And that was the time I said convincing them to, hey, Let's get to the West Coast. Okay. So that first vibe was like, okay, you know, showing the love and getting back going because they hadn't seen me in the physical. They had seen me every day and every weekend, but I was really every day with them since I've been 16. Because okay. nowadays it's like 
every other weekend because uh, I'm in and out of town and things like that. Holidays, but we talk every day, FaceTime every day. But seeing me every day is different. Right. And I get, you know, I'm saying they see my mannerisms and my maturity. Yeah. So I was able to convince them to come out to Phoenix. So I said, I'm going to get back out to Phoenix, move back out here in 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. And I started manifesting a building on my corporate side, street side. And I wanted to build, get them a house out here. And the number one reason why I wanted to come to Phoenix was I wanted to see my mom be comfortable because she had fibromyalgia. So I studied that the warm weather warms her cells and warms her blood so she can be comfortable and cool so she don't need a lot of medications so okay. she can smoke weed and she can let the sun naturally heal her melanin and all of that. And that was my motivation. And it worked. That's Amen. Dope. And all of her seizures came down and it's so wild because I'm here doing a podcast and she's doing seizure therapy for more benefits and more blessings. So that's why I moved out here because I knew that God and that health was something I couldn't control. So as hard as I prayed, I couldn't take the pain away from her. Right. And I prayed hard every day. So it was just like, damn, what do I do? Right. So let me get my game together. Let me step my let me step my game up. Let yeah. me humble myself and sacrifice so my mom and dad can win. And that was the motivation. That's dope. Amen. So then when a the pandemic happened, we moved them back home so they can be closer to their family, of which course. is the right thing to do. Yeah, of course. And now I'm out here rocking and rolling, and that's a blessing. My right-hand man, Dame, he's out here. That's my right-hand man. That's my brother. Okay. I love him. And uh, he's out here doing his thing. And my little brother's out here as well. they both veterans. They do their thing. And, you know, their story is pretty much the same as mine. Straightforward. Okay. Yeah. Well, you you, you're, you're so you're so close to your to your mom and true and true. Now the, she's back in Cleveland with her family and stuff like that. Does that does there um, your mind state kind of because she's so close to your heart? True, you know, true, and and such a true friend and and you know mother and all true. those things. Does that are you getting pulled? Do you think back to Cleveland or are you? Steadfast mm, here. Mm, I like that. I like that. Y'all word y'all questions very well. Smart man. I like, hey, Dre. Hey, you know. And we having vibes right now, you know. So, yeah. and again, guys, this is my first podcast ever. So when we watching this, and you guys are watching this at home and wherever you're at on your phone or your smartphone, I want to say one thing. I watch podcasts all day, and they motivate me. I love seeing people win all podcasts from all around the world. I've been watching podcasts all my life. I love it because it's such a motivation. I do push-ups to it, work out to it, meditate to it. If I'm going through something, I, I vibe because I love seeing people win. And I hope this energy is represented through whoever channel, whoever looking at this. To answer that question, I'm so into my spirit. I'm so into myself. Cleveland's right with me. My grandmother's mm. in heaven is right with me. All my ancestors right with me. The people that are need me are right with me. This experience is going to be right with me. Gotcha. Right? Y'all show me love. I'm going to show y'all love. And I, I just don't want to fumble. I don't want to let nobody down. Right. So to answer your question, I feel like Cleveland is in my heart. A lot of people need me here. My brother's here. His family's here. His, so it's here. Now, eventually, I'm going to move my mom and dad out here. Okay. You know, bring, bring them back out here. Because, again, health. That right. is still right. not perfect. Right. right? Amen. Yeah. And so I wish I can. If I could take that pain away from her, I'd die a perfect death because I would. I don't want to see her hurt. Yet at the end of the day, you got to just pray through what you go through, find joy in the journey, and just stay focused and pray for the best. So I'm eventually going to move them back out here, and I'm pushing forward. Yeah. But again, I'm, I'm purposely pushing for them to stay out there because they're ready to have some fun, go to the weed store, vibe out, do their thing. And again, I speak on this. They own a weed business, a medical marijuana licensed business in Cleveland. So mm-hmm. they're helping a lot of people to this day. That's dope. That's nice. to this day. I so it's that. not legal weed in Cleveland. So they helping people get licenses the so they don't side. get pulled over yep. and they can medicate it, yep. man. Yep. A lot of people 
afraid to say, hey, I'm going through something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Men and women, all of us are like, you know, as men, we're not going, I ain't going to no doctor. You can self-medicate, holistic medication. Right. And so if your friend doing it, you can do it at that level. But again, That's the dope. vibe is to get them out here. So I'm letting them live their life right now. Right. Because they in their earlier ages. So if I can get them to an OJ's concert or go out there and have fun with them, I do it. Spades, be with They having some fun. And um, so eventually I'm going to get them out here. As far as going back to Cleveland, it's in my heart. Well, I say eventually I will move back to Cleveland. If I would be honest with you, I feel like that because I want to be married and have a family, I'm going to honor and submit to my woman and whatever my woman want to do, I would do. I'm always in Cleveland every now and then and moving. I can't really see myself moving back to Cleveland because so many people need me and depend on me. You got to have a hub. So it's like LeBron, like he in L.A. and I got my ring in Cleveland. I did my thing. It's all love. But. Yes, of course, I want to move back to Cleveland, but I want to do it when I'm at a retirement level of life where it's like I've earned all my stripes. I can vibe gotcha. with my family and do it so big. Okay. Now, do I miss it? Oh, God, I miss it. My grandmother, Alice, who's my best friend as well, she's the, the matriarch of our family. She's an incredible woman. That's my mom's mother. My mom is Charlie. Her mother's Grandma Alice. Alice, her sister is Tiny, Dorothea, Raynell, Raynell Sr., then Raynell Jr., little Raynell, excuse me, is Pastor R.A. Vernon. But uh, I miss my grandmother today. And my grandmother and me have a great relationship. And she used to call me the professor growing up because I was really smart. And my grandmother and me, we have a great relationship. We we smoke good weed together. We drink good Remy Martin together. We listen to Bobby Blue Band all night. I'm that type of man. I've been doing that with my grandmother and my mom and my dad all my life. Amen. And mm-hmm. we have a great relationship with each other where we can sit down and vibe for four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hours and listen to music and have fun and high five and respect each other, and honor each other and love each other. And I done had him out here a couple of times, but man, it hurts my heart that I can't see him every day. Yeah. So I just, I just, I pray hard for him and I definitely take care of him financially, but it's like, damn, I want to see him every day. Mm-hmm. Cause I pull up on my grandmother every Sunday. I used to pull up on my grandmother every Sunday, mm-hmm. every Sunday, groceries, mm-hmm. money. Cause if I ever caught her, she was always there for me. Right. Her and my mom love me to death and my auntie. I'm the favorite. I feel like I got to say this to IG. I love you, Pastor Vernon. You my heart. I feel like I'm the favorite. We talk. Nah, I'm the favorite. Me, okay. me, Skilly's. Pastor Vernon, they'll get this later, but I ain't going to lie to you. I, I feel like I'm up there with it, type like, but I feel like I'm the favorite. But you got, like, dogs in our family. Like, if Jay-Z is in our family, we also got LeBron. We okay. also got Kobe. It's like, gotcha. damn, like, you know, it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Amen to that. But, yeah, um, it's a blessing to be out here. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And the valley in itself, right, is an eclectic place because this is an original, this is an original hub of Egyptians, Kemet's, um, and this is an original hub of original people that a lot of people don't know. Some Arizona is a very eclectic word. We won't get into it, but even like, you know, traveling across the east of Mississippi, west of Mississippi, a lot of people, guys, you have to understand that everything that you see is not always real. The etymology of a word means something totally different. Alabama comes from Alabama, a Moorish American, and it was named after him because he helped Lewis and Clark and things like that. California was Queen Khalifa. A Eastern star. She was an incredible woman. Um, just so many things. Ohio is a cold word for hello. And like, like it's so many things that you have to understand that words yeah. mean something. You got to be smart with how you articulate yourselves. But also you got to use your words for power and uplift. And it's okay to show love. A helping hand is a helping hand, whether dirty or clean. So we got to help mm. each other as best we can, right? I like that. Amen to that. Each one teach one. So, you know, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's I, my heart. I, 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 you know... You 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 talk like a preacher. 
<laughs> and you do. You, I'm glad you said that. You glad do. You, you talk that. like a preacher, and uh, you know, and I like you're that. a godly man, right? Yes. And do you ever find yourself uh, wanting to be a preacher, uh, preaching the word of God, or anything like that? Great. I like that. Give me a fist bump for that. <laughs> sure. I like it. I rock with y'all for <laughs> some. Um, um, as far as being a preacher in this form, what people would think would be a preacher, I would never do that. And I wouldn't say never. I would take that back. I revoked that. I would say that my my right-hand man, my, my pastor, Dr. Ari Vernon, he's a man chosen by God. He's a prophet in the flesh. Gotcha. So him being able to preach is the right way to go about it. Me preaching is the people that I need to preach to in the sense of being able to build. Mm-hmm. And that's how I get off my vibes and my energy because again the people that I can influence and he can influence or whoever even you guys I think that we're always preaching whether it's to our wife or whether That's it's true. to our dog or mm-hmm. whether it's to ourselves in a mirror yeah. we gotta be a real That's man fact. to ourselves in a mirror yeah. mm-hmm. so that's the only preacher I can be but mm-hmm. I respect that because you're right I do you know I'm the guy that's gonna say hey everything okay right. you alright right. Right. you know I'm not gonna judge you I'm also the guy that's gonna say if I gotta holler at you and we gotta get to work and we gotta go box it out let me holler at you in the bathroom. Right. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. I'm not going to disrespect you in front of your queen and nothing like that. I'm the guy that's going to be like, let's go over here. We got to chop it up. Let's get in there one on one real quick. Right. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm not perfect. And some of the mistakes I make are glorified to the high the highest level and I made mistakes in my life and I've had to humble myself and show empathy and sympathy to those misfortunes or miscalculations or more on chess moves mm-hmm. so that allowed me to be more of who I am every day mm-hmm. I always honor the fact that I can get a breath I can breathe That's and a if fact. I can breathe I can count my blessings yep. and if I can get up I can mm-hmm. stand up you know so I would love to be a preacher if it was a a, a, con- a conscious effort to help and this is as close as this is going to get a podcast vibing and building and, mm-hmm. and being on the square and this is why I wanted to build with you guys because it's real it's yeah. the gray yeah all of this you see my hand right. I know they see my <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to do like a little vibe but it's just like the gray space yeah. it's like so sometimes that the preaching now is also I put that work in in the street and now it's like Argh. But I, but I'm still super bad guy, super villain because it's like, damn, that motherfucker made it. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm still. So that preaching is so important because it's like this is still universal, yeah. right? This is all we got. Mm-hmm. Some people, some people pick up their phone and get the energy and the blessings that they need. Whether you shitting on the toilet, whether you rolling a blunt, whether you breaking right. a black and mild <laughs> type, like you know what I'm saying. We need right. that energy. Right. I'm on the right. phone. I'm rocking and rolling, right. baby. I'm doing my thing right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we need that. You know what I'm saying? Like real rap, like. Yeah. You know that, but listen, you, you, all that complaining and bitching, I don't want to hear. I'm over here. You know, listen, we need that. We need this brotherhood. We need this. That's so fuck. this is the this is preaching to me in 2023 and beyond. Being able to use this podcast as a tool, as an investment, as a resource to level up. Okay. Mm-hmm. This the new Earn Your Leisure. This the new uh, yeah, that new yeah. Joe Rogan. You know, I love man, it. Let's get this I, money. I love they it. need the sponsorships. Y'all need to like, share, and subscribe, mm-hmm. and also share on Facebook. And all your social media platforms, right? These brothers are doing something really, really special. And guess what? It's real. It's organic. They've been best friends rocking and rolling through trials and tribulations for many, many moons. Many, many moons they've been rocking and rolling. They've seen it all, done it all, and they're here, and we rocking and rolling. Let's get to it. Well, you know, I don't even need to be here, Tommy. You can be here. No, you know, I want to I say, I want to make a statement, I and, then, and then I want to I ask you a question. Yes, sir. And they don't have anything to do with each other. I just want to make a quick statement. Some that I observed, and then I'll get to my question. Um, one one of the things that I, that I've loved so far about this conversation is, uh, you know, uh, you've done a great job of shouting your people out, 
and, and what I love is the way you're talking about the the black experience, right? Yeah. Um, talking about you know your cousins and and, and and your brothers that ain't your brothers, but they your brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, your actual uh-huh. brothers and then your your brothers like how we brothers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we not brothers. Um, and I love that, man. I, I think. I think that's so important. True. I think, like you said, we don't do it enough, and we need to do it a whole lot more. Um, and I really appreciate that. But I want to say uh, we we got to let you brag a little bit, man, because you you know you you've been you've been humble, and I appreciate that. True indeed. You know what I'm saying. But you got a lot of things going on. You got a lot of things going on. I got a lot of and, things going and, on. And we're not going we're not going to uh, dabble into the music today. Um, but let's let's get into some of the other things. Obviously, you got the real estate, you got the 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 mortgage company. True indeed. Um, what else do you got going on for the people that that don't know? True indeed. Okay, okay. Um, wow, man, life is such a blessing. It's such a blessing. Um, this is very very important for me. This is July first, two thousand and twenty three. A very very real day for me, and not only in my energy and my vibe, but who I am as a man, up down left right. I say that because it's 12 months, 12 disciples, one Jesus, one son. So look and feel the energy of who you are and what you are and understand that all we got are our memories. All we got are each other. And now when you look at life at this level, and even if you look at entertainment, to me, anything that I do from real estate mortgages, from being in the entertainment industry, being in the promote industry, I try to do it in my own heart and not judge nobody because everybody's experience is different. Right. So I wanted to jump into entertainment because I wanted to show real love and get back at my level of life, how I see fit, and just do what I do. And it also deprive from the music and building on that level. Okay. Right? So when you look at this life and you look at that life, Popping my shit and popping my shit at certain levels has been dope. I've been an asshole. I've been super tatted up, tears on my face. I didn't seen it all, done it all, and went through it all. And it's allowed me to prepare myself for this level. And I always pick and choose my battles. I don't want to win the war or the battle. I, I want to win the war, but I'm damn sure not gonna hurt nobody to get it. I'm at a level of life where I'm gonna let you win because I'm. You may be going through something, right? Even if I can whoop your ass, beat your ass, or or get right on you, it's like I'm. Sometimes it's just like let me humble myself, yeah. Because it's, it's a bigger picture than that. I want to go home. I got bills and I got goals. Mm, that's My fun. mortgage is four racks. I don't have time to sit up and argue with you because you're going through it with your girl or your, your situations, and you know what I'm saying. So yeah. again, motivation for people going through it. Sometimes you just got to take it on the chin. And it's okay to take it on the chin at certain levels. And I'm not telling you this and this and this and that. I'm saying, hey, take a step back and look at it. Just find your vibe and get to it. So when you look at entertainment and you look at things that you see in different this and this and that, you kind of look at it like, okay, you like this music, I like that music. That'll make you better or less of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love rock and roll. I love Pink Floyd. I love Wu-Tang. I love that because I love real music. I love Stevie Wonder. Right. I love that vibe. So at the end of the day, you see this culture where it's like blues, soft rock and roll, alternative rock and roll, Pink fucking Floyd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pink Facts. fucking Floyd. Facts. Bruh, they my favorite band of all fucking time. Right. Pink fucking Floyd. Home. Home again. Bruh. Bruh. I listen to Pink Floyd every so, fucking day. I got, just real I quick, I gotta, we got to tell you a story, man. I, I need to hear it. So when we, uh, we went to uh, the Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences, CRASS, right? So it's a oh, recording okay, school okay. out here, I know, right? I know, I know. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of good friends that, that are out here that, that are in the music industry have been through the same school. Facts. Super facts. So there's a room in there. It's a, it's a digital room. Okay? Yep. And it has um, basically surround sound in there, right? right? 
It's like 3D audio. It's 3D. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. We listened, like literally one class was specifically listening to Pink Floyd on 3D audio. It's, and it was mind-blowing. Was that the first time you heard him? No. But it was the first was time the we first heard time, it. No, yeah. It's in that Shout out Adam Terhune. Realm. Shout out Adam Terhune introduced me to Pink Floyd. Um, I was super, super in the street, and that was my dog, Columbus, Ohio. We was vibing. That's my brother. I was such a great guy. I always pumped his fist. Like, hey, when I, I was working at this office, vibing, getting real money. We was doing our thing. God is good. And we used to always, I used to always show him love. He was a Marine. He was a fucking dog-ass dude, a real man. Uh-huh. He was 5'5", five, five, and he was a dog. His name was Adam Terhune, fucking incredible guy. And uh, he was like, hey, man, I always ask you out for beers and drinks, and you always push me to the left. You know, I fuck with you, brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm a hip-hop head. I, man, come hang out with me. Come have a beer with me. Okay. But I always push him to the left because I didn't drink. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have my first drink until I was 25. And so long story short, I was probably, you know, right about to hit 25 at that time. So I used to always push him to the left, always push him to the left. But again, I didn't want to have to explain myself. It's like, no, it's all love, man. I have a, a drink with you. You know, I'll kick it with you, man. Right, you right, know, right. But I, he like, all right. Then the next day I come, he's like, hey, let's kick it. <laughs> man, I got to go. I got to slide. My right. No, I got to slide. Right, so right, one day right. I was like, hey. He was like, hey, man, come vibe, vibe with me. I was like, you know what? Let's get it. Yeah. So we went. We had some brewskis, vibe, kicked it, had a couple beers, vibe, went to his crib, smoked some weed. He put on a fucking Pink Floyd movie. Changed my life. He put on a Pink Floyd movie. I think it was The Wall. Yeah. And uh, I watched that movie three times in a row. He went, him and his girl, they did their thing, went up to their room. I was like, I'm going to sit on the couch and watch this movie. I'm not even going to watch this. I watched it three times in a row because I love music so much. And being able to rip that motherfucking guitar, Dave and Roger, I was like, these motherfuckers cold. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers cold. Mm-hmm. And knowing the dark side of the moon, because having knowledge yourself, mm-hmm. the dark side of the moon, and they using the cover of Translucent Energy. Harmonic energy is the first level of knowledge. And then that transforms into what? Numbers. So do the math is what they say. You have time. Is time real? Because you can't grab it or hold it. So time is appropriated to what is called what? Math. You're told what to do from what? What you see. So when they say dark side of the moon and they show you the rainbow and they show you that translucent energy coming through a pyramid, which is a perfect level of self, man, woman, God. Now you see me building. And now you're coming back to the full square. Pink Floyd made that. So when I listened to the entire album, as a man, as a black man, as a more African-American, Negro, whatever y'all see us at the time, because remember, this was in the 60s, 70s. Right. They made this album and put everything in one. Mm-hmm. And the average person that don't know about them, because they're not from the States, you listen to this album throughout the world. And here we are in 2023 today. And it's a timepiece where it's not only incredible music, but the mere fact of each second is incredible because it tells a story mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage everybody to listen to that because there are songs in certain albums, even in Led Zeppelin, which is one of the greatest bands of all time, where they have a song called Stairway to Heaven and they have a song called Cashmere, where they talk about life in every level where you ever think of, not only aliens, not only blacks, not only... And every level, Pink Floyd changed the game. Mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin changed the game. And people with this knowledge itself changed the game. A lot of people don't know. There was a song, Gone in the Wind, that allowed the civil rights to sign. Eric Clapton. People like some some people wrote songs that informed that motivated presidents and politicians to say, we're gonna give these motherfuckers a chance. Right. A song was wrote and it told people to say, hey, 
I'm walking against racism. I'm walking against this. And they said, we got to give these people a chance that this is the greatest musician of our time right now saying, hey, give these people a chance. They giving them giving us a chance or gave us a chance, quote unquote, off of a rock and roll song. Right. And I'm not going to tell you the information and the details because I want you to research it so you can see the energy beating in your heart for yourself. But imagine that they gave us that when we sacrificed and we endure not just one black, all of us, because civil rights is everything, universal law of life. But a song gave people the motivation to say, you know what? They killed Martin. They killed Malcolm. They killed Robert Kennedy. They killed all these beautiful peoples, Drew Ali, whoever, right? And they made songs to motivate us to say, you know, let's get it. So when you hear Tupac and you hear all these beautiful people, Tupac died at 25. Right. Multi, 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 multi millionaire. But also he did everything under the sun at 25. Am I dropping drugs? I don't mean to preach. No, no, no. I told you, bro. You preacher. You, I mean, but it's it's Jewel. It's like mystery history. Yeah. Justification is just I see satisfaction. Mm. The etymology of word just I see satisfaction is yeah, justification. That's very true. So how can you be wrong if you just see satisfaction? It's like you and me spitting bars. We can go all day. If I'm a better rapper, how? Yo, that's your story. You a better rapper than me because mm. that's your story. Everybody a better rapper because you're doing it from the heart. I'm gonna mm. respect that. That's how I look at it. You feel me? I like right. that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Some of these dudes is whack though. I'm I'm just, <laughs> I mean, but hey, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to judge him. But that's the beauty of music, though, right? right. Like, you know, him and I, we have a lot of discussions about music, and obviously we review music and stuff like that. True. And I got sometimes, sometimes you're in the mood for music and sometimes you're not. Like, you can listen to something. True. And listen to it one day of your life. And it might take you years, and you hear it again. You're like, "How come I never heard this before?" Well, I got actually, and you you did hear it. You just have a different perspective. You're in a different part of your life. We'll build on this. What's your favorite song? And if you had to choose one, I'll give you one or two. What's your favorite two songs? Oh, jeez, that is so tough, man. I listen to so much music. It, is- it, it all depends on 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 what space I'm in. I, I, I'll I'll tell you one. I, I'll tell you one because it it holds a special memory in my brain. And, it, and favorite two artists. It is in its sound garden, Black Hole Sun. I, I, let me tell you the memory real quick. With, I love with, that. With the Black Hole Sun, though, right? Okay, because we, we've talked about it a little bit here on the podcast, but I'll give it to you again real quick. Is I was at a show, mm-hmm. and it was out here at Compton Terrace. They don't, it's not out here no it's more. It's not out here no more. It was in 1996. Me and my friend went to, it was Lollapalooza, 1996. Oh, you getting, you getting, okay, I like okay. this. I like okay. this. That's when it was real, too. That yes. was when it was real. It's a bunch of bands. Uh, they weren't headlining it, but they were like second headliners, whatever. Lightning storm. Crazy lightning storm. Just lightning everywhere. Just, and out here, you can see it, too, so it's real. It was yeah. out here. Yeah. It was crazy, right? It was just nutty outside. Well, they were on stage, and they said, hey, look, we got a sound guard was on stage, and they were like, hey, look, we got to shut this down. There's too much lightning. Chris Cornell... Probably my favorite rock and roll singer of all time, hands down. Got out on the stage and he said, look. He goes, look, shut all the lights off. Let God take care of the light work. I'll just get up here and sing. And he came out there and did a, basically like an acoustic version yeah. of Black Hole Sun. Yeah. And that's in my brain. Forever yeah. imprinted. It was just him. There was not, uh, maybe a little side light like what we have over here. Yeah. He, and I was really close to the stage. Yeah. And there was just lightning. It was... Going cr- hard. Going going crazy, man. And it was just mind-blowing. Now, give me... Give, let me throw that. 
Have you ever felt that feeling ever again? No. Say it twice. Have you ever felt that feeling ever again? No. Now, how powerful is that? Very powerful. How powerful is this entertainment and music and those words that give mm-hmm. you that feeling? Mm-hmm. That give you that feeling? Yeah. Not even fucking sex or a big-ass $10 million check can give you that. Listen, money ain't real. It's comfort. But that feeling... It's legendary that's because that's if you get to that hundred million dollars, you're gonna go back to that film like oh, I remember this. That's mm-hmm. legendary, and and then if you think about it, '96 social media wasn't really real. Was you enjoying that? You really enjoying it? You know no, what I'm saying? Enjoying. You didn't even have a phone on. Nobody you. had phones. There no. was no. I mean, there might have been like the little you little know, vibes. but there was little like rattlesnake. Nothing. They had yeah, lighters. Yeah, yeah. But it was all lighters. lighters. <laughs> Everything was with. You they know, had the pagers. They definitely had some pagers. <laughs> yeah, you, know, yeah, pagers. you had some dope boys in there getting yeah, in. You know, yeah, type like you know. Maybe one person had to pull out with the antenna. Love, you know what fuck are you doing? Hey, money doesn't sleep. Get the fuck up. Now, what was your second favorite one? It's probably it's probably Outcast Players Ball. Players ball. Mm. Now, do you love the acoustic of it, the a cadence of it? What made you love it, man? I you said outcast. That's so dope. Well, okay, so that's my introduction to hip hop. That's why I chose players ball. Yes, that okay, was like okay. my introduction to hip hop back in the day. Right? Okay, 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 okay. Now you got you got to remember too. Like I grew up, my mom listened to R and B music. Like her favorite was Smokey Robinson. Okay, okay, like Smokey. She, she loved it. So, the, I, I mean, in Temptations, I heard that in my house, you know. So it was the old school R&B that I grew up listening to. Now, you always go, okay, I, you always want to push away from your parents, right, a little bit. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? And not a bad way. Yeah. You're just like, just okay, vibe that, out. that's cool. Just vibe out. That's cool. Like, I, I appreciate it, you know. And my dad was like a soft rock, like Hall & Oates type of guy, you know. Yeah, bobbing, like you know? yeah. Cool. I'm mad at that. Whatever. So I'm like, I pushed away from that, you know. Yeah. Started getting into rock music, you know, True and then, indeed. and then you know, as I got a little bit older and a little bit, you know, like in middle school and stuff like that in high school, outcast, I, is your vibe. outcast, hands down to this day, just that's my, your vibe. It's my, it, I'll have the records out there. I show you, I, you know, I, I got you got all the records. I got vinyl. No, I don't got all of them yet. I'm, st- I'm starting a vinyl collection. I just outcast is it. legendary. I love outcast. Super superstars. Really, really good people. Really, really good dudes. And they come from real, genuine Southern hospitality. And those guys, their penmanship, next to ridiculous. And they give a lot of love to 3K. But big boy be going hard. No, big boy, oh, goes crazy. Big boy, that dude. Yeah. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they don't, nah. and we love 3K because he come in like Bret Hart. He only show up for WrestleMania. I'm here for WrestleMania. Yeah. No, <laughs> he's coming, he's coming out with a new album. You know? But he's yeah, I know. Out. That's yeah, what I'm saying. WrestleMania. Yeah. You see Bret Hart. You don't never see him on Monday Night Raw, Saturday <laughs> Night Live, WrestleMania. Here come Bret Hart. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you know, like this nigga coming out. He going, but he coming out right with the pink glasses. He come out. I'm the hit man. I'm the best there ever is. Best there ever was. The best there ever will be. Oh my God! This is Andre 3000. Yep. And everybody loves him. But now you got to give me your two. So I, you know, I, I was lucky, man. I had time to really think about it. Um, I wouldn't go hip hop. I would go. There's two songs that, and, and and they're special to me. One is uh, "Love" by Music Soul Child. Ooh, that's a great. One. And when I found out what his actual meaning was behind the song, and then I went back and listened to it, it was way more fire to me. Way more fire. Way to me. more fire. Way more fire to me. And then yeah, that one just. It's one of those ones where if you need to be in a good mood, no matter what you're going through, you can kick back and listen to that song. And it, and it just brings you back to a place of like, 
Yeah. I'm good. It, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's like a blanket. Like, it really is. Like That is a blanket. The, the, the conversation he's having is dope. That's, I got to speak on that. Yeah. Raheem Devon. Mm-hmm. Music Soul Child. They from Philly. Mm-hmm. I grew. I was out in Philly. This is part of my journey in Chester, PA. Chester, PA is a a ghetto hood suburb in Philly. Mm-hmm. And my brother was out there getting it in. Uh, it was getting it in. Godfrey was getting it in. We was out there building and getting it in. I never wanted to be a rapper. My right hand man, his name was Shorty. He um, Mexicano. He grew up in Cleveland with me, but he was born in L.A. He grew up in the street with me. Superstar. One of the best rappers ever in his life. He was the rapper. I was the street dude. I was the hustler. Mm-hmm. So Godfrey had us out there in Chester. And that was my boot camp. If anybody know my brother, my brother is an, an incredible man. God body, one of the best of the best. But he had me out in Chester. That was, that was my boot camp. I was a hothead, hardhead, had braids. I thought I was everything. He had me out in the boot camp. Okay. You got to get it in. Right. Get it in. Cleveland, one thing, Chester is an eight-mile radius of the hardest of the hardest. Mm-hmm. Music Soul Child and Raheem Devon to bring it full circle. And Meek Mill and all the other Philly guys getting in, they used to have Philly on fire in the street. Mm-hmm. I see Meek Mill in the booth rapping. I see Music Soul Child at the poetry events grinding and getting in and holding court with hundreds of people singing and holding court. Every time I hear that love song, whether I hear it at a wedding or whether I hear it in the like, bro, when people play that at a wedding, you know you about to have a I'm cry like we we yeah, yeah. you know how they the play that at the wedding. Coming. Love yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, you got that song Love? Man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's timeless. And timeless. Music Soul Child, another guy like 3K, when he come out, he come out swinging. He had bangers. What's your second one? So this one's gonna throw y'all off. It's actually Don't Let the Sun Come Down by Jamie Foxx. Don't Let the Sun Come Down by Jamie Foxx. What album is it on? What his first one, second it's one? It's his first it's his first ever like back before he was like Jamie, Jamie Foxx Fox show. Like that the vibe. show. Nobody's Don't only let the reason sun come I down. know this this album exists is because my mom bought it and she loved Jamie Foxx from the show. And you know, he would always be singing on the show. Right. right. Even when he was on uh, In Living Color. Right. He'd always be singing. Right. She was like, I love his voice. Let me just check it out. And it's literally, it's damn near an interlude. It's just a long interlude. It's a long interlude. And it's, the whole song is about no matter what we go through, don't let the sun come down on our love. Fire. Don't let the sun come down. Don't let the sun come down. (laughs) Don't let the sun come down by Jamie Foxx. Y'all hear this song. If you ain't in love, it'll make you want to be in love. Like, it's one of them. Hey, I want to be in love, baby. I want to be in love. I love you. Now, I said some things. And the reason I had things. to go R&B things because hip-hop was is too easy. Don't let the sun come down, Jamie yeah. Foxx. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Trust me. That's the one. Trust me. All right, all right. So how many times are you listening to that song on average? A week, a vibe. When do you catch that vibe? Do you like to catch it when you're at that perfect moment? It's like got to be the moment. It's got. Uh, it's got to be the moment. I'm gonna tell y'all my two, and it's got to be the moment. Okay, yours too. It's got to be the. It's got to be the moment. Yeah, okay. for sure. What I'll say to you is this: like my number one song was a song that I didn't even know existed, and uh, for the love of my life, and I'll probably cry on the podcast because I love my life so much. In the seven one two 
0-2-3. But it's a song called Till Tomorrow, and it's my entire life. It's going to be my entertainment company. It's going to be my record label. It's my entire life. Every time I speak to my mom, I say Till Tomorrow. My family say Till Tomorrow because it's Till Tomorrow because we're going to see each other again. I like that. Amen. And it's by Marvin Gaye. And I was in a car. Um, um, I wanted to get my mom a brand new whip. And I got her a brand new whip. And the story is, is that, like, she had some CDs that she left in my house. And it was a Marvin Gaye CD. And I put the Marvin Gaye CD in. And this is a car that I was giving to her, got for her, the whole nine. Okay. So I, I got my mom's stuff that I'm supposed to be, like, mailing back, like, her CDs, because I know they really love them. Boney James, like, uh, Lou Ross, some some Bobby Bubaland, just yeah, some bobs, yeah. right? So I happened to see a Marvin Gaye CD. I put the Marvin Gaye CD in. I heard a song called Till Tomorrow. And it was the greatest song I ever heard in my life. And the song is so incredible that when I seen my mother and I let her hear the song, she heard the song and it was like, wow. And it was just like, she already knew the song. It was obviously her CD. But when I heard it, I embraced it so much, it changed our life overnight. That was like 2016. And now our our vibe has come to full surface. Like, guess what? We're not going to worry about nothing. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Because guess what? Don't matter what happened, win, lose, or draw, guess what? We're going to meet each other again. Mm -hmm. So go with love in your heart. I tell my mother all the time, listen, now if I lose you, you lose me, guess what? Go with love in your heart. Don't worry, I got you. Mm-hmm. You got me. Don't you ain't gotta keep moving. I'm telling everybody this. When you go, go with love. Don't look back. Go forward. We're gonna yeah. we gonna see you when you get there. Go to that next level. We'll yeah. see you when you get there. So it's till tomorrow. And that's what we got. I'm gonna see you to go, I'm gonna see you again. My auntie Tani, she said, never say goodbye, say I see you again. Till tomorrow. My grandmother, like we say that. till tomorrow. And Marvin Gaye got a song called Till Tomorrow. And it's an incredible song. You got to YouTube it. You got to support it. You got to vibe to it. And it's called Till Tomorrow. That's my number one song of all time. And I used to listen to it every single solitary day for about five years straight. And for the past two years, I only listen to it when I hit certain goals. Like, I listen to it when I get out of here. But I only listen to it when I hit certain goals. Because okay. it, it brings that euphoria <clears throat> to me. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, when I get married and have my first kid, like, I, I that's my that's my baby. That's like, listening oh, to that shit. song is like my sense of pride. So gotcha. a $10 million check can never hurt me or impress me you know I, I listen to that song and get motivated and like just get myself to myself like yeah like wow God is good and everything around gotcha. me is blessing the second song which is another incredible song and again goes back to I got it was a tie it was a three way tie I hate to do this I hate to do this I hate to do this but you can't do a three way tie I, it's not a three way tie type like but I gotta take it it's Bobby Blue Bland it's Bobby Blue Bland's it's two or three, but I got to give it to Bobby Blue Bland, Stormy Monday. The Bobby Blue Bland, Stormy Monday, be like, they call it Stormy Monday. But Tuesday's just as bad. Wednesday's quite worse, but Thursday's also sad. The eagle flies on Friday, and Saturday I go to play. And Sunday I get out on my knees and I ask the Lord to pray. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. I subbed it up in context so people in this real time can get it, but it's called Bobby Blue Bland, Stormy Monday. And I used to listen to that every day. So that's that. I love y'all energy on that song. But I appreciate y'all letting me come into y'all world and get y'all vibes because I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, man. You know. Well, Tommy, uh, thank you for pulling up, man. Thank you for your story. Yeah, true indeed. Thank you for um, all the knowledge you you brought here today. We ain't done yet. I know. No, we, we we, we definitely got the run back for sure. Oh, we got we got to talk about the music. We got to run. Yeah, yeah there's a part there's, two. There's part two coming for, the people for sure. In the streets. The part two is on the way. You know what I'm it's saying? It's on the way. It's on the way. But no, I appreciate way. you, man. And, and, and it's been a great first experience, man. Right. Um, mm-hmm. 
I, I was, feel like we just built a series. Yeah, because I'm down with you know, it. Yeah. Um, man, God is good. Yeah, God is the so. greatest. So hit me with one more. I'm feeling good. The blunt going. I'm feeling good. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just, I'm just loving life right now. But uh, I want to wrap up on something special. Hit me with something. I got. I'm feeling good. Well, you know, I mean, we, you, you, we, you can help us with the outro for sure. Um. So you know, Zeke normally say you got, you guys got to stay safe, stay positive. But okay, you know, okay, I'll okay. let you have my part. Okay, okay, you get, okay. And as always, so he gonna say, "Here we go, here we go. We, we gotta we do the outro. Here we go." You gotta say, and as always, this is the gray space. Okay, so you ready? So you gonna cue me in? Yeah. Okay, and I got all I gotta say. And as always, this is the gray space. Man, I got you. Let's get it, guys. Right, right. You go ahead. You guys stay safe. You guys stay humble. And as always, this is the gray space. Tomik, Dre, Zeke, we rocking and rolling. Shout out to everybody holding it down to get into it. Tomik, we're gonna see y'all. Peace and blessings. Peace.